Hi everybody, this is Kimia, and you're listening to Content and Coffee. This is our very first episode, and we're very excited to be here. I'm here with my co-host, Sean. Hey guys, this is Sean from North Digital, and like Kimia said, we're excited to kick off the first episode of Content and Coffee here. Perfect. So what are we talking today? What are we talking about today? Today, the topic of the podcast is content strategy, something that we've both worked a lot with and I think it'll be really interesting to delve into. Perfect. Perfect. So let's, let's talk about the basics. Um, what is content? It's uh, a good question. And I mean, I think that when businesses hear that they should be doing content marketing, that they should be creating a content strategy, they don't exactly know what that is. And you can elaborate on this because you specialize in a content marketing platform. But from my point of view, content would be any form of information that a business puts together in a nice readable form and then displays for the public to see and or their email list to see. And basically, it's meant to add a little bit of value to the people that read it. And on top of that, it allows the readers of the content to view the business that publish it as an authority in that area, which ultimately will result in more business uh, for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think, I think that authority piece that you brought up is really important because not enough, not enough companies put forward information to establish their presence. And so mm-hmm. the other thing I'll talk about too is why you need a content strategy. And you know, the big the big question is is why? And the reason is is if you're putting forward information that doesn't actually have a backing as to a why you're doing it. So whether it be you want to establish your thought leadership, you want to establish more leads, you want to you want to build your online presence, you want more people coming to your business, and you want people landing on the website so you can run your A/B tests and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why you're going to want a content marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and you know I think that what is a barrier for some people getting into content strategy is that it is a bit more of a long-term play than immediate marketing. So it's really an investment in your business that builds over time. And correct me if you agree with this, but when you're doing something like blog posts, the more you have, the you know the incremental benefit of each additional one actually increases. When you just have one blog post or two, people don't take it quite as seriously. But if you've gone three, four, five months, a year, two years with publishing regular blog posts and regular content, people really come to trust that. And it's, those benefits actually increase exponentially over time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like on the, on the ghostit.co slash blog, like our, our ghostit domain, Main. Mm-hmm. Most of our most of our leads they actually come from older blog posts. Like they'll be searching they'll be searching for a problem. We've written a blog post to address that, and mm-hmm. then click on that blog post. And that blog post could be you know six months to a year old, but it's still driving leads. And that's the real power of content and, and why you really should start building your your content mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. So uh, a, sort of a buzzword that comes to my mind is this idea of evergreen content. So do you want to elaborate on what that kind of means to you? Absolutely. So evergreen content is stuff that is always going to be relevant. If, if you imagine, I think the term, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the term comes from an evergreen forest. Like it's, it's, always, mm-hmm. it's always green and, you know, mm-hmm. relevant. Um, and, and, and that's, 
I'll give you an example here. So if you're writing about content that is, you know, top 20 uh, tips for marketing regarding uh, Halloween, mm-hmm. that is not an evergreen piece because that doesn't solve a problem for someone in January. Right? Mm-hmm. They're only searching for that piece near that time. That's not evergreen. An evergreen mm-hmm. piece would be 10 top marketing tactics that you can use throughout the year, right? Mm-hmm how to grow your email list with actionable tips. Those are evergreen mm-hmm. pieces of content. But if you, what I would caution the audience as well is I would, I would caution you guys to stay away from stuff that might not be relevant long-term. And just mm-hmm. so that you're going to, because like we touched on earlier, the benefits of your blog is going to come from that compound interest, right? So the, the longer you have your blog posts on the website, the longer, the longer people are going to, or the, the more people are going to find you over time. And so if you're producing this evergreen content, that's just going to add to that as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's just things that are timeless that's going to be relevant in 2017 and 2018 and 2025. Exactly. Some things are always going to be relevant. So it's, uh, it's great to incorporate that into your strategy, I think. So the next point that comes up for me a lot in businesses I work with is how do you actually get started with content marketing? If you're a small business, you agree that this is something that you should be doing. What's kind of the first step? Yeah. And so, you know, a little, a little background for the, for the audience, um, ghost it, the company that I'm currently running, we specialize in content marketing. And so ghost it is a content marketing platform that automates your online presence. And so mm-hmm. the biggest barrier that we found that people come to us and, and this is actually a differentiator for us in a, in a competitive sense, is that there are plenty of content mills and ways to produce content out there. But mm-hmm. the, the key differentiator between average content that just meets like a bland criteria or good content is having that strategy. And a lot of people shy away from that. They're like, I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't know how to create my content. Mm-hmm. You know, what do I do to get started? And realistically, the best thing you can do to get started is really think about what your audience wants. And something that you can act on today is Mm -hmm. go through problems your audience might have. So Sean, in your case, um, you know, obviously you specialize and you're very good at informational websites and pay-per-click marketing, right? Mm -hmm. And so an example that I, you know, that I would pose to you would, I, I would say, if you go through a problem that your ideal client might have, how do mm-hmm. I drive more leads through Facebook marketing? Mm-hmm. What is retargeting and how do I take advantage of that? Those, those are problems that your audience is probably searching for that can play mm-hmm. into defining your strategy. A strategy could be as simple as you know, defining the problems that your audience is looking for and writing about them. Mm-hmm. Be complex as who's your ideal buyer persona, what keywords you want to target, competitive analysis, all that in depth. But it doesn't have to be complicated. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I see what you're saying there. And yeah, those are some good tips. So I think there's almost two things to look at. There is, you know, for my business, and I've been working with some content marketing myself, and I plan to continue with it. It's sort of more probably on the complex side of content marketing where I'm looking to, as a digital agency put out content that will attract new business to me. So this could be, you know, actionable, small digital marketing tips that business owners can implement, things like that. And I think on the total other end of the spectrum, you know, you could have a just a total bricks and mortar, small business, a bakery that puts out a blog post every two weeks about how to bake the perfect pie, super non-technical, just a fun thing to read that's going to get their name out there. So I think it, you know, it totally depends on, um, what the business is. And 
I think that kind of leads nicely into our next point is you already talked about what content you could create, but the question is, you know, how good does it have to be for you to post it? Because I find that a lot of people haven't yet posted anything. They haven't started the blog. It's been on the to-do list for a year or two years because they just feel like they haven't come up with that perfect first blog post yet. So what would you say to someone who's in that position? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And I think a lot of people obsess wrongly over the fact that your content has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, what we've actually done a lot of analysis on is, is how people find your content. And mm-hmm. I touched on this earlier, but it's, it's usually people searching for a solution to a problem. And mm-hmm. they might go through and they might read three or four blog posts in a row. But typically, mm-hmm. like, your content doesn't have to be excellent. It just has mm-hmm. to be. It has to be engaging, and it has to be. It has to be readable, and it has to be good enough that it solves a problem. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a Pulitzer Prize editorial piece. And I mean, like, for uh, you know, I'll turn this question back on you. Mm-hmm. What do you, What do you think the the kind of minimum minimum would be that you would put out there? Yeah, that's a good question, and I think in business in general perfectionism holds a lot of people back. You know, they say 90% of success is just showing up. So I think the most important thing about content marketing is that you actually push out the content. And this, I mean, it can be a bit con... A lot of people say, okay, it's always quality over quantity. And I agree, it has to be a, a certain level of quality. You don't want it to be poor content. But more often than not, if you're pushing it out there, it's going to be good enough to get you the results you want. So if I'm looking at things on this kind of a scale of one to 10, where a 10 out of 10 is something that I might take two weeks to sit down and write the most beautiful thing I've ever come up with. And I would say for a blog post, you know, if you're at kind of the the seven out of 10 level, that's hundred percent fine. And the reality is that when people read your blogs, they're not going to actually probably read through every word. They're going to skim it, they're going to pick up a few points, and they're going to move on to the next thing. So it's so much more important just that it exists than that it's perfect. And another thing is that from a search engine optimization perspective, I mean, Google is simply going to scan it for relevant keywords. So that's a huge benefit that actually has no bearing on how elegantly it's written. So there's a lot of reasons saying that instead of trying to make that 100% 10 out of 10 perfect blog post, just post a 7 out of 10 blog post every week, every two weeks, and start to see those results come in. Yeah, I, I love that that success is, is just showing up part. I think, that's, I think it's so key, in, especially in content and regarding the content strategy. Mm-hmm. Something that we really encourage people to do, you know, whether you're a ghosted customer or not, and you just want to get in the game, mm-hmm. is to say, like, create an editorial calendar. It doesn't have to be fancy. You can literally open Excel, put in you know, 30, 31 days, or however many days there are in a month, mm-hmm. and just say... Um, I'm going to post a social post today and I'm going to post a social post the other day and then the next mm-hmm. day, right? And mm-hmm. I'm post my blog post on Friday. And, you know, I'll, I'll touch on this really quickly because I'm sure you guys have seen it so much is you'll go to a Facebook page for a business and their last post was like February of 2014. That mm-hmm. doesn't show relevance to the consumer, right? Like if you're a business owner and you, you haven't posted in a long time, the consumer could take that as like, these guys don't care enough to keep their online presence up to date. It's just a social post. Like post a, post a relevant check-in every other day, every week, 
mm-hmm. to touch on that consistency part because it's it's so important because consumers now expect a level of just showing up right like you touched on and mm-hmm. and then there, there are certain channels that you just you have to have complete and and that that would be an example of that and so you know, Sean, I'll, I'll pose this question back to you because this is a perfect segue. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you think you should be posting your content? Like, which channels are best? Yeah, it's a great question. So, kind of the cornerstone, the home base, or the like, the hub will would be your blog, and that's where the content lives. But the important thing is, how do you get traffic to the blog? And what I think is best is. Taking, taking a full blog post, kind of breaking it down into small one to two sentence segments and key points, and then taking those and posting them out over the social media channels. So we're talking about Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. And which one of those three is best somewhat depends on your business, although for most businesses, all three channels are really good to hit. And on top of that, if you do have an email list, which you should have, sending it out through the email list is another great way. So what you can kind of do is have a bit of a multiplication effect where you know you have a, a batch of content that you post on the blog and that same content is pushed out over three social media channels and email and suddenly you're able to leverage that content to have a much greater effect. Uh, so that's what I would say to that. And what's your opinion on that? Yeah, I think I think the I think you've brought on something that's really important is recycling your content. And this actually mm-hmm. this actually allows users or not users, um, you know, people in this case mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. say like I don't actually need to write 15 social posts. I can just grab the key points from my blog post, post them to my to my Facebook, and that's you know that's my that's my month of content right there, which I think what you touched on is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say, you know, as a cautionary tale, is this: I was talking to an agency the other day, yes, and they were they were talking about how they invested a ton of time into Instagram, and their average sale price on a website was anywhere from you know twenty thousand dollars to a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, and that was that was for apps as well. And mm-hmm. so that, that, was their, that was their gambit of cost. Mm-hmm. And they invested all this time into, into Instagram. And it really didn't bring them anything because their target customer is not on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can, I, I, and I don't know this, but I don't think you can display you know, the benefits of creating a custom app, like mm-hmm. a phone app on Instagram. I would think it would need to be a blog post or a Facebook post that links back to a blog post. So mm-hmm. there are certain channels that you really just want to think about. Is your audience actually on it? Don't, mm-hmm. don't think about whether you would use it because you might use it, but your customers might not. Think about what they're thinking about and where Certainly. they live. Yeah, that, that, would be my, that would be my big point there. Yeah, and I would add on to that in that it's about is your audience on, is your audience on that channel and are they going to be thinking about making like are they going to be thinking about whatever it is your business offers while they're browsing there so like you're saying when someone's browsing through Instagram they're probably not in the mindset of thinking about a 20 to 100,000 dollar investment decision on a you know an app platform it's more Instagram tends to be more B2C focused and more of just a lighthearted thing where you can build a brand, but people aren't, you know, considering huge business development decisions while they're browsing through Instagram and even Facebook for that matter. I do think Twitter tends to be a bit more business focused, but like you said, it's really about posting the traffic to the blog. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to hurt them to do Instagram, but if they had invested a lot of time and money into that, they 
probably would have benefited from you know sitting down and having a bit more solid of a content strategy to begin with and deciding exactly where to put that. Having said that, we did talk about not being a perfectionist. So don't go overboard, <laughs> but just sort of map it out. Take a couple hours on one Sunday afternoon and think about where you're going to put the you know, where your content should be displayed. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great point. And the other thing to keep in mind is content is really a long-term game. It's mm-hmm. it's not like pay-per-click where you're going to re- see results instantly. And that and that's why we encourage a mix of the two, right? Because mm-hmm. with pay-per-click, you're going to see those instant results over time where you can actually track like okay, are people clicking through on my ads? You know, how mm-hmm. much ad spend do I need to to get to get this ROI? But with content, it is so important because it will lower your cost on overall marketing spend over time because you know you are going to build those consistent leads over time but it will take time right Con- content marketing is not a magic bullet and so the typical answer that we that we like to give out is you're going to see seo results probably 6 months in but then mm-hmm. again it really depends because someone could pick up your blog it could be shared around and you know if you're if you're doing good distribution where you're posting it to forums, you're making sure that it's getting in front of the right people. It'll probably pay off a lot sooner. But typically, organic results is gonna be at the six month markish. So it is a long term play. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and that's something that I think business owners think a lot about is when am I going to see my return on investment and my return on time investing into these types of things. And if you compare content marketing with pay-per-click campaigns, which uh, for the viewer's information is what my agency specializes in is building pay-per-click campaigns, is that pay-per-click campaigns will get you results tomorrow. And they're very measurable but they're also, in comparison to content marketing, they're quite expensive because every click that comes through a pay-per-click campaign, um, you're paying some amount of money through ad spend to Facebook, to Google AdWords, whatever platform you're using. So it's an expensive, short-term solution. And the content marketing, on the other hand, as it builds, it builds organic search engine results. So over time, you actually end up getting, you know, quote-unquote, free traffic. And that eventually results in a much higher return on investment. So for a business owner, you know, I recommend doing a combination of both. Do the pay-per-click while you're building up your brand and up the long-term effects of the content marketing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know, in a, in a future podcast, we'll talk about the cost of at, like breaking down the cost of what content marketing can cost you and what mm-hmm. click can cost you. And we'll get, mm-hmm. in, we'll get into the weeds in, in that in a future episode. But realistically, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be expensive. It just has to be consistent. Like mm-hmm. Sean said, 90% of the battle is just showing up and making sure that you're producing consistently. There are, there are plenty of blogs out there have, that have succeeded over time by just posting a lot. Right, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can look at these. You can look at these videos on YouTube. This is, and you know, video is obviously another form of content. You can look yes. at these videos where the quality isn't great, but the information's pretty good, and they're solving a problem, and they're interesting to the viewer, and it's working. You know, it's it's getting them click throughs, and that's that's the really big takeaway. Is is you know, the strategy doesn't have to be super complex. You just you need to put out something there, and it doesn't have to be phenomenal content but it just has to be engaging you know like make sure that you would want to read this content that that mm-hmm. would be the big takeaway that i would want mm-hmm. people to get it 
Absolutely. And what I would add to that is with content marketing, with any business pursuit, you're going to get better at it as you go. So if your goal is to, let's say, maximize the quality of your blog post six months from now, you'll get there faster by just showing up and doing a blog post every one to two weeks rather than trying to spend six months and plan the perfect blog post. Because once you get into the weeds, once you start actually pushing out the content, doing the action, then you're going to get all these new insights, all this new perspective. And you'll find that over time, even when your effort is remaining the same, the quality is just going to go up because you're going to get better at what you practice. Absolutely. Awesome. Perfect. Well, I think that's a, I think that's a good place to end our, end our first show. Um, Absolutely. Obviously, obviously stay tuned for the, for more awesome future episodes to come. We're going to be delving into a lot of different topics, some on the tactical side, some on the operational side, and some just on the fun side, you know, like what's, what's going on with North Digital, what's going mm-hmm. on with Ghost. So, uh, so stay tuned for, stay tuned for some awesome, some awesome podcasts. Absolutely. Uh, to echo what Kimia said, awesome to connect with you on this podcast. We're extremely excited to build this into something that's going to bring our viewers a ton of value in the areas of digital marketing, content marketing, entrepreneurship, startups, and just for business in general. So we're really excited and looking forward to uh, giving you guys some value next time. Until then, we'll uh, catch you later. All right. Take care, guys.